0: Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Welcome to the
1: Cosmo Happy Hour. It's everything you would talk about with your best friends, from sex to celebrity to entertainment.
2: From the editors of Cosmopolitan.com,
1: this is the Cosmo Happy Hour with
3: Alisa Benson.
2: Open up Instagram on your phone right now and your feed probably has a mixture of selfies, food photos, and even a few transformation shots depicting before and after a weight loss. We all know what those before and after photos look like. You can imagine them, right? Two mirrored selfies side by side of someone in the exact same position, only in the after photo she has way more muscle definition, a thigh gap obviously, and a teeny tiny waistline. The captions can range from inspirational quotes to candid thoughts about how shocking or embarrassing it is to see the before photo now. Maybe you've, you've even posted that kind of photo. And with a whopping 41 million posts on Instagram using the hashtag Fitspo, you are definitely not alone. But are these before and after photos actually motivating? While it seems they have the intention to display pride and progress, are we actually just using positivity to mask unrealistic expectations about our bodies and our lifestyle? I'm Elisa Benson, this is Cosmopolitan.com's Happy Hour podcast, and today we're talking about the before and after photo, and whether it is doing more harm than good. Joining me on the panel today is Cosmopolitan.com's Senior Fitness and Health Editor, Elizabeth Narens. Hey,
1: Liz. Hey, Lisa. Liz, Elizabeth, what's your pref? We all call you whatever we feel. I just answer to everything. You answer everything. <laughs> okay.
2: I'm, sometimes I also like to use Liz, which is like an own made-up abbreviation made up by me. I'll take it. Yeah. I'll take it. Maybe I just like that because it's more similar to my name. Anyway, what are we talking about? So, Liz, you've been at um, in the health and fitness space um, for several years now, um, working at Cosmo Forever, doing so much great content for us every day on the site. Thank you. <laughs> You're like, thank Thank you, I'll take it. I feel like over the past, I want to say like year, year and a half, we have really seen an explosion of interest in these before and after photos. Can you talk a little bit about the trends you've noticed and sort of like, because in some ways the idea of using a before and after photo is like a tale as old as time, you know? Totally. We all remember growing up and seeing like those- adver- Infomercials. Infomercials, <laughs> exactly. Like a before and after is kind of an, ad- an advertising mainstay, I guess. But it feels like now we're seeing so many people who aren't necessarily doing this to to sell a product. They're doing it just as part of their personal brand on Instagram, and it seems like our readers can't get enough of reading about these kind of
1: viral moments. Yeah, well, I mean, I think that the the viral point is a good one because I think um, you know it really does start on Instagram um, and on other social networks as well, but mainly Instagram, I would say. Um, with people, you know, these these posts are going viral. It's people who are taking photos of themselves before and after, starting a fitness program to mostly, many for many people, I think, just to track their own progress and for other people, of course, to get attention and, you know, throw in 87 <laughs> hashtags pertaining to body positivity and FITSPO and weight loss and so forth. Um, but yeah, I mean, I think it, it has to do with um, sharing information in this age of pictures being everything, um, the thing about before and after photos that is different than you know, just text in a basic blog or tweet or whatever is that you can actually see proof of change, and I think that that's really powerful for people who want to change, um, who are looking for motivation to change, um, and again, just to track your personal progress towards your fitness goals. Fitness is very visual as it is, so I think the resurgence of the before and after photo is... Natural.
2: Right. It makes sense in this like social media age where we all know that we're, you know, sometimes you scroll through Instagram or any other social network and you're looking at the photos before you even decide whether or not to spend one and a half seconds reading the (laughs) caption. So the visuals are important. Um, Another interesting trend that has popped up around these before and after photos is we've kind of been talking about the traditional before and after photo used to track progress, but also this idea of these sort of gimmicky fake before and afters where someone is sharing a photo where they look different in the before and after but then of course the trick of it is that the photos were taken five minutes apart and it's meant to prove a point about lighting or using a photo app or the power of posing that to me feels like if before and after photos have been around since
1: the dawn of time this idea of faking it feels like a very interesting sort of micro trend yeah um it's I mean, it's been going on for, I would say, about a year now. I remember last summer it was just starting to pick up steam. Um, so what Elisa's referring to are these five-second transformation photos. And you can look up the hashtag five-second transformation or fake transformation, whatever you want to call it. Um, but the gist is basically calling out before and after photos um, and people who post them, which on one hand, it's a little bit like internet and bullying in the early phases because you can't do anything right on the internet of course there is no so. right <laughs> right <laughs> no matter no what right. you do there's backlash to what you're doing exactly um but yeah no, the fake transformations if you will is kind of a backlash and a response i think to this influx of before and after photos um you know it's people saying you know Yes, there are these amazing weight loss transformation stories. And I just want to also clarify that before and after photos aren't just about weight loss. Sometimes they're about um, weight gain. Sometimes they're about, you know, skin loss surgery. Sometimes they're about mental health. There's a lot of, um, as of late particularly, there's a lot of just smiling and not smiling. And, Um, And I
2: think that's the power of this sort of before and after franchise is like the strict way of looking at it is they're about weight loss. The second way is like backlash to the weight loss with the fake transformations. But I think that's a really good point. The franchise is so popular that people are using it to illustrate other transformations
1: in their life, especially emotional or mental transformations. Exactly. Exactly, I think the evolution speaks to the fact that people are not before and after shots. I mean, you're as long as you're still living and breathing and going, you're not an after. You yeah. <laughs> you're, you're a work in progress. We're all a work in progress, no matter how far you've come on a fitness journey or emotional journey, um, or even you know, in a relationship. And I think the biggest backlash to before and after photos is is just that it's saying people aren't this simple, and filling people's feeds with this concept of simple perfection simple before and after sets this deep deeply real unrealistic expectation that you can get to a place where you're 100 percent happy with yourself and i don't know if anyone wants to be in that place even in the age of body positivity i think you constantly as a human <laughs> evolving you know waking up every day i think you want to hopefully wake up and be a better person tomorrow than you were today and keep progressing and i think you can be positive about
2: it not thinking of your journey so because it is a journey ongoing and not thinking
1: about it as so much of point a to point b or whatever it is exactly it's a it's a misconception particularly in fitness because you don't get to a place where you have a six-pack and you kick up your feet you know you get to the place where you have a six-pack and you're working at it every day and you're eating really particular foods and um yeah you're never quite there. and I am definitely never quite
2: there. <laughs> But now that we've like immediately done a deep dive into the nuances, I have to ask the, the last nuanced question. Have you ever done it? Have you posted before and afters? Is that a part of your PB personal brand?
1: <laughs> um, interestingly, it's not a part of my personal brand at all. Um, I'm not really that into selfies as it is. I'd rather report about other people's. <laughs> right. Um, the closest I've got Typical gotten... writer answer. <laughs> Behind the scenes. Yeah. The closest that I've got, I would say, was working on an article um, that the editors put together I think it was last summer Um, and it was when these fake before and afters were really starting to gain steam so we were like hey let's do our own Um, so we a bunch of editors um, you know raised their hand when I when I asked um, to take some fake before and afters and essentially what we did was we had the editor stand in a studio in shorts and a sports bra and suck in and suck out so we kind of manipulated our bodies to get that burrito body, burrito baby look um, and you know it just goes to show that you can have good moments and bad moments and in the span of five seconds exactly and it's not even about good and bad I shouldn't have even said that it's about different different Your body looks different at different points of the day, and thats it's neither good nor bad. It just is. And the less we talk about it and show it, the less you believe it and the harder you want to earn yourself when you actually look in the mirror.
2: Absolutely. Um, and I should just, I just want to say for those of you listeners out there that that is just typical Cosmo. Every day, somebody, <laughs> some editor is asking the rest of the staff <laughs> to participate. fucking out. Exactly, exactly. Like, burrito body photo shoot, anybody? Um, so, Liz, I think we should dial up some of our friends to sort of keep this conversation moving um, and get some of the other, some of um, the girls that you've written about before on the site to weigh in. You ready? Let's do it. Let's do it. Our first guest has a massive 1.3 million followers on her fitness Instagram account, is the creator behind the Fit Body Guide, and is refreshingly honest about her body behind the scenes of her photos. Welcome, Anna Victoria. Hi, girl. How are you?
0: Hi, I'm great. Thanks so much for having me. Yeah.
2: Where are you calling in from?
0: Uh, Los
2: Angeles Los Angeles West Coast girl well thank you for joining us um, Liz yeah Liz actually right before we jumped on the phone was telling me about I was like so you and Anna Victoria have worked together before right and she was t- like Liz yeah. what have
1: you guys done together one million things yeah a plank was, off yes I was telling Lisa how we did a Facebook live um, I guess it was last summer I think you were recently married and I was about to get married so we were bonding yeah. over that <laughs> and um, I'm pretty sure I tried to interview you while we were planking and I don't think you liked it. <laughs>
0: No, I won't know, take it personally. Say, looking back, I think that we did much better than we expected. Yeah, totally. <laughs> oh, my God.
2: I can't even do a plank, let alone do an interview. Yeah, so no one is. I'm just going to, since you guys can't see us, because this is a podcast, I just like to clarify, no one is planking right now. Um, unless, Anna, you are out there on the West Coast. I, I do not.
1: know. <laughs> feel free to.
2: Yeah, feel free to. Secret. Keep us posted. Okay. Um so Anna we're talking all about um on the podcast today specifically about before and after photos. And so kind of to start with, um you know the day before your wedding, that was what 2 years ago now.
0: Uh it was uh it'll be 1 year in May.
2: Oh, okay. So just happened a year ago in May. Congratulations. But so okay. the day before your wedding, you shared a photo of you posing and then a photo of you sitting down with your stomach scrunched together. So is this side yes. by side. Um sort of showing how you looked completely different in this before photo than you did in the after photo, even though they were taken like two seconds apart. What inspired you to share the unflattering shot?
0: Um, Well, I would say that, you know, first of all, as most women do before their wedding, they get in like the best shape possible. <laughs> and So I definitely, I remember taking a selfie of myself, like flexing, and I was really proud of how hard I had worked and where I got to. I was, you know, at probably my most lean right before the wedding. And right after I took that photo, I sat down and, you know, like I have, you know, a normal stomach when I sit down and I have rolls and- Right, you're a human being. Right. <laughs> right. It, to be honest, like I'm, I'm not gonna lie. It it was a little like frustrating. It, it the initial second of like sitting down is just kind of like, gosh, like this is never gonna go away, you know. But then I had to snap myself out of it and be like, duh, because you're human. You know? <laughs> right. There's nothing wrong with it. And so I, you know, just thought to myself, if I'm having these thoughts and like, you know, I feel I'm in great shape, but then I sit down and that one angle you know, seems to carry so much weight with us and it shouldn't, I just wanted to show that someone who is in fitness, you know, even though I, I do try to have a very, very balanced life, um, you know, of course anyone can have a lower body fat percentage, but I would rather enjoy life over hard rock abs. (laughs) Um, So yeah, so that's pretty much it. I just really wanted to show the the other side that you don't normally see to someone who is in fitness and, you know, on Instagram. Yeah, um,
1: that's actually a really good point. I mean, you have 100, uh, sorry, 1.3 million Instagram followers at this point. Um, So that makes you a bonafide Instagram fitness star, I would say. and. (laughs) Do you feel a particular responsibility to make a statement about what is and isn't, you know, quote-unquote, normal um, as a leader in the field?
0: Yeah, 100 percent. I feel a really big responsibility, especially to my younger female followers, that, you know, when I'm in my late 20s now, when I grew up, we didn't have social media like this, and I kind of am grateful for that because I couldn't imagine growing up. I'm just
2: interjecting really quickly to say that is what everyone says. (laughs) Everyone I meet who like didn't grow up with the social media is like, thank God. But anyway, so you didn't
0: grow up with it. (laughs) No, and I mean, I will say we still had like celebrities and movies and magazines, you Mm -hmm. know. There's, Always going to be something to compare ourselves to. And as women, that's just what we tend to do. But with social media, it's just in our face, (laughs) you know, all the time.
1: Yeah, you can't.
0: um, The women who go so viral on social media usually are just so extraordinary and it seems like they're in the majority and that the rest of the women that not to say that they're not extraordinary every single woman is but you know with these you know crazy body proportions it can make us feel like there's something wrong with us when that's absolutely not the case and so I do feel a responsibility to you know show the other sides because I don't look like I do in my pictures posing I don't walk around like that so and no one does
1: that's an important message for all women to hear, I think. Um, but having met you in person, I can I can attest to the fact that you are beautiful and very fit in person. Yeah. Um, <laughs> no, but I totally, even as a fitness editor, I mean, I'm covering, um, of course, celebrities like yourself all the time. Um, and even just like doing my job, just looking through, you know, fitness accounts, feeds. I feel like you can never do enough. And if I'm feeling that way. Um, I can't imagine how the average person is feeling. And I think we all have a responsibility to normalize what's normal, you know, and um, and that's body diversity, really. Absolutely. And so I said,
2: oh, sorry, I didn't mean to cut you off. I was just going to say, Anna, another, I think, reason that you have such an interesting perspective on this is. Um, you know people are doing your program like people are doing the fit body guide they're sharing their before and afters with you you know you have the option to sort of like repost them or you know do you ever worry about that sort of line between women who are using these before and afters to try to track their progress and that being a real motivator for them and girls for whom this might be become a bit of an obsession or might sort of veer into being a little bit dangerous or give them unrealistic expectations. You know, what is sort of that line between before and after photos as a motivator and before and after photos is something that can be, I don't know, triggering for a girl?
0: Right. I'm so happy we're talking about this because it's such an important topic. And it, you know, I have even had girls say that like my goal is to get reposted on on Anna Victoria's page and I'm like oh like that's so great to have a goal but like I don't want it to be so directly tied to just a physical goal um, so as far as where to draw that line, what I try to do for my community is always talk about the non-physical goals. When I post a girl, I try to always, you know, requote her when she talks about how much more energy she has and how much better she's sleeping, you know, just all the non-physical benefits that really are so important. To me, they're just as important as the physical benefits. And, you know, Instagram is a visual platform. We're visual creatures. It's really hard to keep those things in mind when we're so drawn to the physical aspects and of someone slimming down. And so I just try to make it a conscious effort for myself and for my community to really focus on the non-physical sides of this journey.
2: And I think the non-physical aspect is absolutely important do you imagine like one thing that liz and i were talking about before we jumped on the phone with you is how you know the idea of a before and after photo has sort of been around forever and ever and ever but really because of you know social media in the past few years we're seeing all of these micro trends within the before and after sort of franchise if you will to talk about this in it all in a very like intellectual outside way but do you see you know do you see there being a like a I don't even know where, what I'm trying to say. Do you, Do you, Could you see there being sort of a new pop-up franchise under before and afters that is even more celebratory of sort of mental health and the mental side of things and the sort of like mental part of someone's fitness journey? Like, do you think there'd be a way to do that? Because you're right. We're visual creatures. People want to see pictures. They like to see a side by side. But I'm wondering if you've noticed or you think there'd be any growing trends around ways to sort of celebrate this that is about
0: somebody's... About the
2: mental part of someone's journey.
0: Yeah, actually, I just posted transformation. It, it is a, a you know visible transformation, but it's kind of the reverse. It's where one of my FBG girls was super, super lean and had abs, and now she doesn't. And I shared her backstory, and what it was is that she was dieting so hardcore that she went to the doctor and I believe it was her white blood count was so low that her doctor wanted to test her for cancer. And she was like, no, no, no. Like if that's not, I, I don't have cancer. I'm just really hardcore dieting right now. Let me go back to my normal eating habits for a bit. And you know, let's revisit this topic again. And it turns out that it was just that she was borderline malnutrition. And um, that's not okay to get to that point in your fitness journey. And that was kind of her wake up call. And so I do see that there could be a trend of people sharing the point in their life when they were so, so lean with rock hard abs, but most likely not very happy if they are sacrificing so much of their time to achieve that level of you know, abs, then they're probably not out with friends and family. Not to say that someone couldn't have both. They absolutely could. But then that's where genetics comes into play a lot of the times. And I think for the majority, you know, if they're at that point and if they post an after of them, you know, down the line when they, you know, let's say they're still eating healthy, but they just found more balance, I think that would be an amazing trend to kind of show people that life isn't just about abs.
1: Um, That's a really interesting point that kind of it's not reverse um, before and after, because it's a beginning, you know, you start in a beginning right. and you end in a more current version of yourself. Um, but what was the reaction to that, to that kind of um, gaining gaining weight, like yeah. moving away from that very rigid lifestyle?
0: Yeah. It was, it went viral. She actually even got posted, I think, um, a media outlet covered her story and you know after i posted it which is amazing and you know i was i think it had over like 300 comments on it on my page which for a transformation of someone else is really really high and so many people start sharing their own stories and saying also other girls said thank you for posting this because i'm borderline where she was before and this was my wake-up call that i need to actually focus more on my health and not just the physical aspects of this journey.
2: And and I love that when you were sharing that story, you were talking about, you know, you use the word happiness and saying maybe that this woman in particular wasn't at her happiest in the past. Yeah. Um, and even, you know, the very first qu- question we were asking you about why you decided to share this photo right before your wedding. And you sort of said you took it and you were almost a little like bummed out at first and had to remind yourself like, I'm human you know how and I think that was an interesting point almost to start this conversation because basically what you were saying was this really viral post that in some ways really like put you on the map was sort of born out of this moment of struggle and I think that's important because that is sometimes what gets stripped away in the before and after photos is you don't see any of the struggle it's just here I was then here I am now with um the feeling that you know, this was exactly what Liz and I were talking about before we jumped on the phone with you, that you go from what, point A to point B and then you're done. And I think right. we all know that everyone's relationship with their body, everyone's fitness journey is much more complicated and ongoing than that. So I feel like sort of pulling out those moments of struggle and showing how normal they are is a really important message.
1: Yeah, I mean, yeah. just to jump in, that's certainly something that we try to do um, with, you know, people that we're featuring on Cosmo. Um, and Anna, we've written about you before um, and yeah. certainly written about people that you have reposted before. Um, we just try to contextualize it because I think the last thing that y- you, Anna, as a Instagram fitness star or we as a media outlet want to do is um, simplify that journey because that is a lot of effort. Right. Anytime you can see a physical transformation, I mean, your body is the thing that you can control least, you know, your appearance when you really think about it. Um, and anytime we simplify that relationship between the beginning and the end point, I think we're doing a disservice. So I think, I mean, I love the way that you, you know, you do put context into your Instagram yeah. captions. And that's something we certainly try to do when we cover these stories.
0: Yeah. And that's actually, I love to hear that you guys are really focusing on that because it's so true. Like it's so easy to see a before and after and just be like, Oh, you know, like how long does that take one month? Sure. I I can work out for a month, you know, but then it's like, No, there's a lot more that goes into it than that. And it's not that, you know, when I share that information, it's not that I want to scare people. It's the exact opposite. I just want to give them realistic expectations. Right. And so that they know that they absolutely can achieve it, just don't think it's going to happen overnight. And I think that that leads to them being more successful on their journey.
1: Yeah. Unless it's a five second transformation, in which case it happened in five seconds flat.
0: Which we can all do.
2: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. My favorite kind of transformation, the one that only takes five seconds. Right. <laughs> um Anna, you probably I don't know if you mentioned earlier that you definitely are aware that you have some young fans. You probably don't have a real like age breakdown of your fan base, but yeah one thing that um, I have heard younger girls say, because I work at Cosmo and also across 17, and one thing I've heard younger audiences say that I think is really interesting is how much they really like long captions on Instagram. Aww. I heard a teen say the other day, like, if a caption is long, I know that someone spent a lot of like time, Aww. you know, I, people spent time and effort on it. And in kids some these ways, days. Kids these days. <laughs> but in some yeah. ways I feel like that is something that is a little bit of a mark of a slightly younger demo, because as I always yeah. say with teenage like you know they don't hang out in bars they can't like necessarily right. even drive so they are really like going home from school and spending hours and hours and hours like deep diving into these social communities um yeah but i think that's almost an i wonder or like i don't even know what my question is here really but i think that's almost yeah, an interesting no. there's probably ways that different age groups are responding you know for some of your teen or for some of your younger audiences i would imagine that they are going deep on all these captions really interacting in the community yeah. well i'm actually so happy
0: to hear that because someone <laughs> who tends to be really wordy you know like i have a lot to say on my post anyone who follows me knows that but it's something that like comes from my heart and like i really feel like i'm reaching out to all these girls through my posts, you know yeah. and to know I, I i didn't know that they felt that way that they like reading them or that they you know, to know that they can see that someone has put a lot of time and effort into it. That's really comforting to hear because sometimes I kind of feel like people are probably like, Anna, okay, get to the point, (laughs) you know?
2: Yeah. Um, Well, it takes a long time to do that, to write like a meaty, thoughtful caption.
0: Yeah. And you know, they never happen. Like it's, it's never planned. It's always like I have an inspiration somewhere or I like emotionally feel the need to like get that out there. So like, it does mean a lot to me, you know, and to know that I'm able to connect with people, you know, having followers is great and all, but like, if I can't connect to anyone, then to me, there's really no point. Like I'm here to like, you know, talk to girls and to also get feedback, you know, and hear other people's experiences. And that's why I, I share all that, that I do.
2: Right. And really, again, making it be this community versus just pictures that people are supposed to consume and not really get that context and story behind. Well, Anna, thank you so much for jumping on the phone with us. It was so great to chat with you. Um, Do you want to go ahead and shout out your Insta handle one more time so everyone can follow you, even though they probably already are?
0: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, no, absolutely. So all of you can follow me at Anna Victoria on Instagram.
2: Thanks so much. Talk to you soon. Thank you, girl. Bye,
0: Anna. Bye. Bye, girl.
2: Not all ingredients are created equal. Fresh, high-quality ingredients make a real difference, so it's important to know where your food comes from. For less than $10 per person per meal, Blue Apron delivers seasonal recipes along with pre-propor- pre-proportioned ingredients to make delicious home-cooked meals. Each meal comes with a step-by-step, easy-to-follow recipe card and pre-proportioned ingredients and can be prepared in 40 minutes or less. Check out this week's menu and get your first three meals for free with free shipping by going to blueapron.com. You will love how good it feels and tastes to create incredible home-cooked meals with Blue Apron, so don't wait. That's blueapron.com slash Cosmo. Blue Apron, a better way to cook. Welcome to Play It, a new podcast network featuring radio and TV personalities talking business, sports, tech, entertainment, and more. Play it at play.it. Our next guest is recovering from an eating disorder blogs about mental health and is on the line to explain why she encourages others recovering from an eating disorder to boycott the before photo. welcome Lexi how are you
3: Hi I'm good how are you good
2: where are you calling from? I am calling from New Jersey from oh right across the right across the river <laughs> yeah <laughs> that's my home, that's my, uh, home state. Uh, really? <laughs> yep. Jersey girls in the room. So Lexi yeah. <laughs> explain to us, we've been talking all the entire podcast episode today is dedicated to before and after you have a really interesting perspective on this. Um, cause you basically believe you're coming down hard on the side that these are not a great idea. Um, you started this campaign to boycott the before. Tell us a little bit about the concept of before and after photos from the perspective of someone who is recovering from an eating disorder and why for you they were so troubling?
3: Right, well, um, from the perspective of someone recovering from an eating disorder, I think um, before and after photos can only show so much of someone's recovery. And I, I created this campaign uh, for National Eating Disorder, Disorder Awareness Week this year uh, because I wanted to encourage people to um, kind of like take down the first before photo and really embrace who they are now and look beyond what so many people see eating disorders are. I feel like so much of this world still sees um eating disorder struggle like suffers um only suffering when they're underweight or when they're looking the part and i think that's just not true um you can be struggling at any way with an eating disorder and i think the campaign speaks on both people struggling and the public the people who were trying to educate about eating disorders because uh, well, for the people in recovery from eating disorders, I think there's so much competition and it's just able to break down those walls. And for the... What do you, people, Lexi,
2: what do you mean by competition? You mean competition for
3: likes? Um, I mean, not necessarily for likes. More, um, I would explain competition as um like getting more exposure. Like it could be uh, like likes or comments could be a factor, but I think um the shocking photos can get more exposure and right, popularity they go on social
2: media. Yeah. Yes, exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I, I kind of see what you're saying that um, you know, as motivating as these might be for a person to share or for people to consume on the internet, of course there is this layer of like people are doing this to get a little bit of attention. You know, that's kind of what you're doing when you put something on the internet, if it's right. not private.
1: That's really troubling. So you're saying that um, kind of the better, for lack of a better word, the better you can do at making your low of lows look worse, the more exposure you get.
3: Yes, I definitely see that. And I, I personally don't think that people like the people posting these photos mean harm. I think it's, part of their illness, trying to cling on, like desperately trying to validate both themselves and um, welcome validation and concern and support from others. Um, And then that's where the popularity and competition comes in.
1: Hmm. That sounds really destructive and difficult.
3: And obviously, like like Lexi, of course, you're
2: not a doctor. I'm not I don't mean to like put you in that position, but like you know, you you said you're sort of framing this in a negative way that people are posting these pictures looking to get you know support from others. But I also think that's one of the positive reasons people do it. You know, you you do want support through your journey from your community. And I think for a lot of people, their online communities, especially for young girls, their online communities are just as real to them as their you know networks of friends. IRL. So, you know, what's the sort of line between that, like doing it for support that is helping you versus doing it because you're looking for, you know, I guess the line between support and validation to spend 20 minutes asking a question (laughs) as I do.
3: (laughs) I think the line gets very blurry, but as it was said before, um, by one of you, uh, just the aspect of if the po- if the post is public or private, I think if it's public, it's open to discussion, and sometimes that discussion can be negative. Sometimes it can be positive. Mm-hmm.
2: And so, your whole idea with bu- boycott the before is essentially not to post a before photo, but to really sh- make it all about the after, like every sort of like every day is an after every day is a part of your journey. Is that sort of what you're essentially asking people to do?
3: Yes. And, um, I was actually asked a lot about the word like after, I think it's still a bit confusing when like I, even I have posted like, uh, you know, keep the after up. I would say it's more of, like a now, like a current mm. living in the moment type of photo. Yeah. Because I think we get, we just get lost in the, We I think people can get lost in the words like before and after, like it's so um, black and white almost.
1: Yeah, we were discussing that before you jumped on the line, how um, to liken your progress to an after kind of, almost stunts your growth as an individual so I can totally like you're
2: done I'm fully baked (laughs) (laughs) it's over
1: yeah exactly um so Lexi what is the best way to be supportive in this community
3: I think um being supportive in the community is reaching out when you see someone struggling or Um, I know there are options, like on many social media websites, to report a photo or an account to make sure they get access to uh, helplines and everything. Um, So generally, generally speaking, I'd say those are the most important things.
2: And what has been the response since you launched this campaign?
3: I've gotten a mix of responses. I've I mean, I'm sure that you've seen like it really took off. Um, many websites were covering the hashtag boycott the before. And um, I was really proud of that progress. And then on the other hand, I had people thinking like, oh, like boycott the before that sounds um, like the word boycott just sounds so dramatic. And like I'm telling people not to. Like essentially people's, um, people's complaint with it was that they felt like I was trying to say not to like their past self. And I feel like it's quite the opposite. It's like they were kind of missing the point. I, I think that there are flaws in the campaign. I feel like there are flaws in anything you look at in this world. I don't think sure. anyone can ever do anything perfectly. And I think that really cool, too, because I got to talk to many people who were, I mean, I encountered people who were not open to discussing this, but I was um, talking to people who were critiquing my campaign, and it was really eye-opening to be able to keep the conversation going and see what I can improve on if I do this campaign again next year. And I think that's
2: actually... I mean, there is, it's impossible to do anything on the internet and in the world without immediately being flooded by backlash. <laughs> and yeah. to your point, like, of course, after you've already launched the campaign, it's really easy for people to come around and say, well, what about this and this and this and this? So, you know, yeah. that's the way it goes. But I think it's great to hear you talking about being aware of like, yeah, I hear some of the points they were saying. I also could tell other people were missing the point. But I think the overall point is that like, you weren't trying to solve all of, of <laughs> you weren't trying to solve every eating disorder issue or every body confidence <laughs> issue with this one campaign this was just no, sort was of bad. about moving the conversation as a whole forward which I think is really important
3: right exactly and I, I really feel like um, the before and after photos like they're just doing such a disservice and I just feel like we could be doing better as a community
1: Yeah, I mean, I think actually your Instagram account, which is, um, for all of our listeners, at so worth saving. um, One of the best ways I think you're using Instagram, which is this visual medium um, that doesn't really bode well for, when you really think about it, doesn't really bode well for body positivity, which kind of stresses being happy, you know, internally and emotionally, and you can't necessarily see that in an Instagram photo. But one of the things you're doing so well, I think, on your Instagram account is um, posting really uplifting um, quotes and sayings and really thought-provoking, I guess, they're not really memes, but um, just thought-provoking passages. Um, So I think it's, I love the way that you're using the medium um, to really promote positive thinking and it's not just about it's a reminder that it's not just about posting you know photos of your body and that's really not what um, recovery is about or you know body positivity yeah body positivity exactly it's not
2: all about bodies
1: so well done Lexi well done (laughs) thank
2: you Um, well Lexi thank you so much for joining us today it was great to have your point of view in this conversation and I'm sorry to hear that you've been I'm sorry but not surprised to hear that haters are coming after you because Yeah, we all know how it goes. But I think what you're doing is really important. So thank you so much.
3: Thank you so much.
2: All right. Bye, girl. Thanks talking to you.
3: Bye. Great talking to you, too.
2: I wanted to share with you my new favorite website for buying those random household items I used to find myself running out of last minute. It's called Jet, and it's a shopping site that makes it easy to save money on the stuff you buy all the time. Here are the best parts about shopping with Jet. Prices drop as you shop. The more you add to your cart, the more you can save. I'm obsessed with that because whenever I'm spending a ton of money at the drugstore or whatever, I always feel like I should be getting a deal. You get free shipping and orders over $35 and free returns within 30 days, plus two-day delivery on thousands of everyday essentials. There are no membership or annual fees, nothing junky like that. You get all the benefits without paying an extra price. I love that I can literally order toilet paper, laundry detergent, and anything else my apartment needs all while all while lounging at home and know that they'll be in my door in no time. Plus by planning ahead and ordering everything I need at once, I actually save money, which is a total win-win. To get $10 off your first three orders, visit JET.com and enter promo code COSMO at checkout. Give JET a try today and make sure to use our special promo code COSMO. Don't forget, that's an extra $10 off your first three orders on the stuff you are buying every day anyway at jet.com and enter promo code COSMO. Welcome to Play It, a new podcast network featuring radio and TV personalities talking business, sports, tech, entertainment, and more. Play it at play.it. Our final guest is a professor, international speaker, and vocal advocate of body respect on social media. She is the author of two best-selling books, Body Respect, What Conventional Health Books Get Wrong, Leave Out, or Just Plain Fail to Understand About Weight, and Health at Every Size, The Surprising Truth About Your Weight. Welcome, Dr. Linda Bacon. Hi, Linda. How are you?
4: I'm doing great. Thanks so much for inviting me.
2: Yeah. Where are you calling from?
4: From San Francisco.
2: Oh, West Coast, some other West Coasters yeah. on the episode today. Well, um, Linda, we have been talking, Liz and I have been talking this entire episode all about this specific phenomenon of before and after photos on Instagram and social media, especially people using them either to channel their sort of fitness progression, to show their um, recovery in the terms of, you know, people who have dealt with eating disorders um, and sort of talking about how these photos photos can be motivating but they can also in some ways be dangerous or triggering or not give enough context about what's really happening. Um, Where do you come down on before and after photos?
4: I think that they are always damaging and um, I think that if they are motivating it's a short-term motivation that um, is in the long run really quite damaging. And so, Um, oh go ahead, I'd say the main reason that I'm uncomfortable with them is because they base change on appearance, which I don't think gives us an accurate picture of value. Um, For example, if someone is thinner in the the second picture, usually that gets glorified. But how do we know if it's a reflection of them having cancer, of them starving themselves, or if it's improved self-care? Right. That's... And so a picture is basically just going to base it on appearance and let people make all of their assumptions about what that might mean. And, you know,
2: one of the um, we talked to a fitness Instagrammer earlier in this conversation who posts a lot of these kinds of images and shares them from people in the community that submit them. And, you know, one of the things she said is that she's really careful about always. And I think this is sort of true across the board. She's really careful about sort of giving more context in the caption for the photo and sort of explaining Um, you know that this transformation isn't just physical but it's about the person's you know mental health and their point of view and their happiness and having more energy and things like that. Do you think there is a way through captions to sort of mitigate the sort of quick visual that people are seeing or do you think that's do you think the photos on their own are damaging regardless of how much you're explaining about them?
4: I think it's damaging regardless because I think that what it's doing is it's always it's suggesting that You know, usually it's the thinness that's the issue that stands out, right? That's what they're trying to document, the the weight change. Mm -hmm. And the implication that, that weight change is a marker of health is damaging, and it sets women up to always be chasing thinner bodies and to feel like they're, you know, unless they're thin, they're not successful. And that's going to set people up for bad habits. And um, it's also not going to support people in feeling good about who they are. I think that's such
1: a good point. You touched on earlier how um, the after is often a thinner photo. And I think that just reinforces, um, you know, giving a size a value. And that's something that... In this age of body positivity, which, thank God, it's a little late. I mean, I wish that I grew up with it. Um, but in this age of body positivity, we're constantly trying to retrain our brains to devalue size and devalue shape and value diversity and, and accept and self-acceptance. And I think that, um, you know, I really um, I see what you're saying, how just by presenting two different sizes and giving your brain you know that flexibility to make a value judgment I think it's it's reinforcing these uh, these expectations that we're trying to kind of unlearn you know
2: right and and so what about a girl who And I I totally hear what you're saying about weight loss. But what about a girl who is, you know, tracking her progress on her own social media channels? Let's say I would never do this, but let's say I'm running for I'm training for a marathon or something like that. You know, I think a lot of the people, a lot of people in the fitness community find it personally motivating to be sharing photos on their own social channels. It's also just very much the behavior of, you know, like nowadays we're all sharing everything on Instagram (laughs) or what it is. You know, is there sort of a way that, you know not necessarily talking about the images that people are consuming, but people who are sharing them personally in their own lives. Is there a way that you can sort of get the benefit of sharing your training with your friends and family with sort of outcrossing into that line of maybe focusing on the wrong things, do
4: you think? Sure. I, I would just stay away from appearance-based um, measures. So if you're training for a marathon, you can talk about how – hey, you know, I I just ran 10 miles in 30 seconds less than I did a month ago. Mm -hmm.
1: So in other words, maybe it's a photo of your Apple Watch um, and your distance as opposed to a
2: photo of yourself. Which you
4: actually see a lot, yeah. Yeah. A lot of those. It's also also interesting in fitness that we see a, a very familiar pattern when we look at the research, that when people start fitness programs, there generally tends to be both weight loss and health improvement in the short run. And then when you follow people down the line, what you find is it doesn't matter whether they keep up the health, the fitness program or not, that um, the weight usually goes back to what it originally started on or sometimes even gets higher. And um, in terms of health improvement, they find that if people continue with their good lifestyle habits and their exercise, the health improvement stays. But if they don't, the health improvement goes back to baseline or worsens. So it's real reinforcement for the fact that we should take the emphasis off of the appearance-based and weight changes and to keep the focus on, you know, the self-care. Do you think
1: there's a way to motivate self-care visually on a platform such as Instagram?
4: Uh, I think that's a great question, and I'm not sure I have an answer for that. I, I You know, I would rather, yes, actually I do, come to think. Instead of before and after, why not just celebration of bodies moving or, you know? Um, Absolutely. Yeah, I think that that would be pretty easy. Like, if you're training for a marathon, you can get a great shot of you, in a, you know, running and having fun.
1: The glory. <laughs> the finish line.
4: <laughs> yeah.
1: <laughs> that sounds good. <laughs> um,
2: um, do you think, um, Dr. Linda, are there other, you know, so many girls nowadays are turning to social media um you know, for everything, but including, you know, there's a reason that these sort of body positivity and fitness inspiration communities have really blown up. It's because so many girls are thinking about issues like this and they are turning to these communities, whether that, you know, is for good or for harm. Are there other places that you think that people can get inspiration? Other good sort of role models out there or people you would point to for girls to follow?
4: Um, well, um, one of my favorite blogs to follow is called Dances. I'm sorry, Dances with Fat, and the blogger's name is Reagan Chastain, hmm. and she's training for an Ironman right now, and she's a very large woman, and um, it's really exciting to, you know, just see the way she just enjoys being in her body and pushing for goals. And I think she's just a fantastic role model. So that's one example. Yeah, that's um, great.
1: You know, it's yeah, interesting that you mentioned that. Um, today is the Boston Marathon. And I find one of the most motivating things um, I've seen on in the realm of fitness, or FITSBO, if you will, um, is watching the diversity of bodies that cross the finish line. Because mm-hmm. if you're I'm running... Good, yeah. It's amazing right. to see all the different sh- forms and shapes a runner can take. So I think for competitive athletes, like a triathlon or marathoner, um, that it just reinforces the fact that the body you see doesn't necessarily dictate, you know, anyone's capabilities or their health. Um, it's really magical.
4: I think that's an excellent point, And I think that a lot of people are surprised by that, that they expect that marathon runners are just going to be slender people. But if you actually go and look at who's running in marathons, you'll you will, as you mentioned, see a diversity of sizes. Absolutely, absolutely. Well Dr. And Lynn- I also oh, I go also ahead. think it's important to recognize too that different bodies are specialized for different sports. Hmm. And um, it's also gonna be true that there's gonna be more slender bodies running marathons because slender bodies are more or and more muscular bodies are more specialized to do that kind of long-term endurance, um, but on the other hand, if you look at something like um, like distance swimming events, you'll find that um, fatter bodies are much better represented there because it's a sport that body fat can actually be helpful in terms of buoyancy and give you an advantage.
1: Mm -hmm. That's really interesting. When you think about athletes and their shapes um, and, you know, what they're built to do, it really takes the emotion out of the equation, which I kind of like.
2: Right. Your body is an incredibly powerful, powerful tool. I know. I want to
1: go, like, lift something now. I
2: know. I know. (laughs) We've got to leave here and go to the gym. (laughs) Well, thank you, Dr. Linda, for joining us. We really appreciate it. Sure.
3: Talk
1: soon. Thank you. you. Bye. All right. Bye-bye. Bye-bye.
2: So, Liz, what did you learn on today's before and after episodes? Any You're such a genius in all these things, but anything
1: that really stuck out to you that you didn't already know going into this? I mean, I don't know if I can look at before and after photos the same way. I'm already overthinking them yeah. just based on reporting about job. them. Yeah, every yeah. Day. Um, but no, there is just so much more than meets the eye, and it's cliche, but it's so true. And I think the best thing that, you know, we can do and our listeners can do is um, just to. Really try to retrain your brain every time you see a side-by-side photo, whether it's an actual before and after or a fake before and after um, or one of those five-second transformations and just ask why are you attributing value to either a before or an after and what does this picture really show about what you know to be true in real life um, and just you know try to bring it back to reality and go easy on yourselves. And I love what you said to sort of second on
2: that. Blah, blah, blah. I love. <laughs> what am I saying? To pile on to what you're saying, I really love the point you made about sort of taking the body out of body positivity. It is, you know, I think showing a di- diversity of bodies that have historically been op- underrepresented in mainstream media is very important and will continue to be very important. But in general, so much of the way that you feel about yourself, no matter what size you are,
1: starts with your brain and not what you actually look like. Totally. I like to do this exercise every now and again when I need a little reset, and think what I could do with my brain in a day if I wasn't thinking about my body. Mm -hmm. And I think everybody has a different relationship with their body. You like it, you hate it, you don't think about it at all. If you're, you know, pure, yeah. (laughs) And um, you know, if you have a great perspective. Um, But I like to think, you know, what else could I be doing with my brain right now if I wasn't thinking about how people perceived me or shape or form and just take the emotion completely out of it because there there are so many more valuable things we could all be doing
2: right or even like not saying this happened to me this weekend not saying this didn't happen to me this weekend (laughs) but those days where you spend like an hour changing clothes and you're like i'm morbidly obese i fit in nothing oh my gosh what a waste of time
1: oh my i I feel i mean we're neither of us are in fashion so we can both (laughs) say this off the record but um yeah the amount of time you think about just how your body looks and clothes God, that it's is such exhausting. a waste of time. Exactly. I could be at work an hour earlier right. every day. Right, right. I need a uniform. <laughs> I have to keep
2: like remembering that I want to do that.
1: Okay, matching Mondays starting now. Yes, love it, love
2: it. Well, Liz, thank you so much for joining, and as always, people should check out all the amazing work that you do every day on Cosmopolitan.com. You're so thoughtful about this stuff all the time and bring so many great
1: stories to light. And thank do you, you. also want to shout out where
2: people can follow you if they're so inclined?
1: Sure, you can follow me at E-J-N-A-R-I-N-S on Twitter, and Instagram, and you will not be seeing any before and after photos, but um, I will like your thoughtful captions if i follow you back
2: (laughs) (laughs) and as always you guys can follow me at elisa benson on twitter and instagram and snapchat i love 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 hearing from you guys so let me know what you want to hear us talk about next week on the cosmo podcast and as always thank you so much for listening and for sharing it and liking it and commenting and doing all the things you do um i will see you all next week bye bye